Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Monday, January 24th. And the San Francisco 49ers are a win away from the Super Bowl. It was a wild, crazy, and just awesome weekend of NFL football for fans across the country, but certainly here in the Bay as the San Francisco 49ers went to Green Bay in the snow and freezing temperatures and knocked off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They're moving on to the NFC Championship game and they'll face their own division rival, LA Rams, for the NFC Championship and a ticket to the Super Bowl. For more, I wanted to bring in a name and voice that's very familiar to Bay Area sports fans to get the latest and see if this could be the year for the 49ers. KCBS sports anchor Ted Ramey joins me to talk a little bit of uh, the 49ers and football and just what a wild, crazy weekend it was in the NFL this weekend. And Ted, this is what it's all about, right? This is why people say that there's nothing like playoff weekends in the NFL, because if you were watching or you had neighbors or family members who were watching, you know that when things get crazy the way that they did this weekend, three of the four teams that won were underdogs and the underdog almost won the fourth and final game as well. This is about as good as it gets. This is why this remains a football-crazy nation, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was the NFL at its most NFL. And the best thing that's come out of this weekend, and I always have to give it the qualifier when I say quote-unquote best, is that there is a lingering controversy about the fact that, you know, the Chiefs in their win, you look at the Bills and they never got a chance to touch the ball in overtime, which was exactly the complaint people made a couple years ago when the Chiefs lost to the Patriots in overtime, that they never got to touch the ball there. And I believe that was the AFC Championship game. And this was obviously the divisional round, uh, but you have these incredible games and now this debate that's going on after the games and is going to continue into the offseason. And yeah, it's it's peak NFL. This was about as good as it gets. And, uh, you know, if if that was a preview for what we're going to get on Championship Sunday, I think we're in for a treat. <laughs> I don't know that people's nerves can quite handle that. But again, like the, you know, the the true blue dyed in the wool sports fans understand that you could probably get that any weekend. So just, you know, buckle up and who knows what you're in store for. But when you go back to what the 49ers did over the weekend to advance themselves over the Green Bay Packers and look, they were in Lambeau. They were underdogs. It was the frozen tundra at its most frozen. And they played a really 
ugly game for an entire half and then came out and were a different team. And uh, we saw some really good coaching, I thought. But give me your takeaways from what the 49ers did in Green Bay to advance to the NFC Championship run. Well, it really shows you how important that the run game and your ability to defend are in the NFL because those travel. It's not like you need to have the home crowd momentum for your offense going the way that you need for you know a passing game maybe where you can get a little bit of that downhill offensive game. It's like the 49ers can go out there and grind out games. You know, you look to the final regular season game against the Rams and they fell down 17-3 to and that was the score coming out in the second half and they came roaring back in that game or they you know, went into Dallas and were able to effectively play against a very potent offense and kind of control the game, even though Dallas did come storming back after uh, you know, a mistake from Jimmy Garoppolo, and there were mistakes from Jimmy Garoppolo against Green Bay this week as well. But the 49ers, more than anything, it's just it's a very it's a very hard team to play and even though they've been dealing with injuries all year and even though they do not have an explosive offense and I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is most definitely impacted by his thumb injury or injuries because it's a torn ligament and a bone chip depending on which of the many things you hear about that injury are you know and the sprained shoulder he's clearly affected by that and the offense is not some juggernaut right now but the way they run the ball the way they can use Debo Samuel who is dealing with a foot injury that we're waiting to hear more information about um, you know they can kind of do it all and they have the 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 kicker and Robbie Gould who's got you know I think 20 consecutive uh, made field, uh, field goals in postseason right now yeah, he's, he's just, never missed in the playoffs has he yeah he's 20 for 20 so he has uh, been a phenomenal and it's just really interesting to watch the 49ers because you knew going into this year that they had all the ability in the year and that you felt if they were healthy, they would be able to not entirely replicate the dream season that 2019 was, but find themselves in this position in the NFC Championship game. It's just the way that it's gone this year with injuries, with inconsistencies, with all the controversy um, you know, in drafting Trey Lance and pushing Jimmy Garoppolo and the fact that Garoppolo's gotten hurt and so many other 49ers have dealt with injuries, just not as bad as what they dealt with. With last year, you didn't know if it was going to end up here, but I think that we're not too surprised by the fact that they're here because when they when they play their game, I truly believe they are capable of beating anyone. And the team they're going to face in the NFC Championship is a Rams team that they beat twice in the regular season. And you can look back to the first time they played them in the regular season. It's kind of like the turnaround moment of their season, right? Because they started the year at three and five. And then I think it was week nine is when they beat uh, LA for the first time. And they would go on in that, after that three and five start to win seven of their last nine to finish 10 and seven. And that first Rams game kind of was a, a, a turning point moment for them. And then obviously we remember what happened just two weeks ago, right? Um, it, just a, a thriller of a game in week 17 to come back and beat the LA Rams. So is this kind of an ideal matchup? in your mind for the 49ers in a game as big as the NFC Championship? I don't know if there's ever a quote-unquote ideal matchup, but the fact that the 49ers have beaten the Rams six consecutive times and they've done it with the same formula of being the more physical team, controlling the line of scrimmage, running the ball, and just overall making Matt Stafford um, make some mistakes. Now, obviously, Matt Stafford's only been there for this year, but you know Stafford's thrown some interceptions against the 49ers over the entire course of his career, which I think is going to play into this as well. And, you know, I think that 
you know, there's certain teams that Kyle Shanahan and his scheme matches up well against, and I think the Rams are one of them. And I think the Rams were able to match that physical intensity against the 49ers in the final game of the season for a half. And that was all they had. And they got clearly kind of overwhelmed in the second half. And the 49ers really took it to them. And I think that there's the chance that that happens again. Now, one X factor, if we look at it, is that the 49ers fan base invaded SoFi Stadium. I mean, it sounded like a pro 49ers game in week 18 for the final game of the year. And from what I've been reading, they have actually been limiting ticket sales to people with local addresses. Now, I'm sure there are people far smarter than I that can use some sort of a VPN and get around the uh, those restrictions. Um, but the fact that the Rams were actively trying to avoid the, the red and gold takeover like happened is something that I am at least paying attention to that got in their heads, for lack of a better term. Um, so it'll be very, very interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that, like I said, Stafford threw four of his 17 interceptions this year against the 49ers, and in six career games against the 49ers, he's thrown five picks, and his teams have gone one in five in those games. You know, I think that the 49ers have found a consistent formula for success against these Rams and against Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. And I wonder about the the Rams, even though they're coming off of a win. It's a win that still kind of feels like a, a kick in the stomach because, you know, they they lost four fumbles. They led, you know, had a what twenty seven to three third quarter lead, and that game was tied inside the final two minutes, and they almost lost that game. I mean, there's they escaped with a game that Tampa Bay failed to win as much as the Rams went out and beat Tampa Bay. So, any hangover from that that if if you're a Rams fan or you're a Rams coach would be a concern going into this one, even though you are going to be at home, even though you are coming off a win, even though it is kind of a fresh slate, I would think that there's going to be a little bit of, um, I don't want to say, I don't know if hesitancy is the right word, Ted, but just a little bit of knowing that you've shot yourself in the foot enough that you're lucky to be here in the first place. Your margin for error, especially against a defense like San Francisco's, is pretty slim to begin with. Well, you could make the argument that that may have been a little bit of what the 49ers did in the first half against the Packers because they yeah, were cruising true. They were cruising against the Cowboys. Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception. The Cowboys come storming back in that game, and the 49ers were maybe a little bit rattled and you know lacking confidence. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's the shoulder or the thumb, the cold, he definitely did not look as full of conviction in a lot of his throws so I mean I think there's always the threat of that but I think that these teams they'll be able to forget it and I think that there's the rivalry between these two teams right now I think is probably so intense that uh, they'll be able to overlook whatever happened uh, a a week ago or two weeks ago or however you want to view it for these teams that they're going to be kind of at their best and I think this is really lining up to be just an incredible matchup I mean I think that you always have these arguments of, oh, you know, it's tough to beat a team three times in a year. And, oh, you know, they beat them the last six times. The Rams are due for a win. And there have been some good games in there, no doubt. Um, but I think these two teams know each other very well. The head coaches are two of the, you know, guys who are 20 years ago or 20 years from now will be talking about their coaching trees potentially. I yeah, think that sure. this, there's, there's a lot of excitement going into this game, and I think that's kind of going to overwhelm the way that it ended for the Rams. And I think the 49ers, they have to forget about their comeback win against the Packers that also included a miraculous punt blocked for a touchdown. I mean, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They didn't perform you know, very well in the slightest. So neither of those teams, I mean, listen, the Rams did what they had to do to get up 27-3 and 
then somehow escape with a win. Sometimes, as the 49ers showed you in the last two games, you have to escape with a win. So I think that both these teams will be able to move on from that. But I do think you'll also have two teams that are going to give us uh, an incredible show. All right, final question, Ted. I'm going to put you on the spot, ask you to break up the crystal ball. Are we headed for a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago, Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers? I do think it is feeling like that right now, and I think the NFL would absolutely love that because that was one of the most entertaining Super Bowls that I have (laughs) ever seen. I mean, you watched Patrick Mahomes, a, you know, a generational, a, a, a transcendent talent, have his breakout moments and lead his Chiefs in a come-from-behind win against the 49ers. Now the 49ers, can they punch back in the rematch? I mean, that's part of the fun right now, but I do think we are heading towards that rematch. Of course, both these teams have a lot of business to take care of first, but it does feel like we are trending in that direction. All right, first things first, NFC Championship game coming up. It's going to be a good one. Ted, I appreciate the insight. Always fun to catch up. Thanks for joining me. Anytime, Matt. Thanks again to my colleague, Ted Ramey. And thank you for listening. We do new episodes of Bay Current every weekday, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And every episode is on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. There's a link in our show notes. That's about it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.